Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other mediums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. Welcome back. My name is Roman Hamilton. You know, I've got to hear that now for about nine episodes. I think we're in episode nine right now. And Paul, you are my favorite part of that intro. <laughs> yeah. No. You are so good because like, we're going to probably re-record our seasonal intro. You know, I was thinking like some of these, you know, TV series and they do a new uh song or a new intro for each one i don't know maybe the song becomes a a theme and everybody's like oh we want the same theme song but me and paul was trying to re-record and i thought i don't know if i can capture the magic of paul chapman in the bottle you're ridiculous two two times in a row you know like it's like it's like lightning in a bottle okay listen we could be like andy griffith and but i hold your hand and you walk me like opie since i'm so little okay okay (laughs) let's whistling Okay, so uh, we're episode nine here. My name's Roman Hamilton. We got Paul Chapman. Also with me today is... Randy Ware. And... Travis West. Travis West. So this is our chosen panel. You guys out there, we're uh, big fans of Chosen. I have been watching it now for the past couple weeks, and I was looking on IMDb. International Movie Database. Great resource if you want to look up some movie stuff. This was initially released in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is my understanding. Have you guys yep. been watching it that long? No, it only came mainstream, I think, last year. Yeah, right? I just started watching it. When was it? A month ago. So you Two months ago, something like that. And you've, you've caught up, right? You're at the end of... Oh, yeah, Kelly and I started... Binge watching one Saturday on a rainy Saturday, and so we'll watch the first episode. Let's just watch the second one. Before you know it, we polished off the first season and the first two episodes of the second season because that was as far as it went. I did that Sunday after church. (laughs) I like laid on the couch and watched them all, and I'm like, you know, I'm finding myself talk about an emotional roller coaster. I'm I'm starting to get into it right now, and I was these two episodes. Paul, you told me you said I watched uh, three and four. Not he said I'm just wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. These two episodes really resonated with me. So we're just going to dive right into episode three. Now, episode three was one of the episodes that was probably a little more subdued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would yeah. you guys agree? Yeah. There wasn't many of the main characters that we've been introduced to so far, even in this one. It's just really Jesus and a bunch of kids. Yeah. It just showed his humility and his love of children. Which is the first episode he is center of. Yes. Yep. So you he's just right. bits and pieces in one. Yep. Very end. Mm-hmm. Bits and pieces of two. And all of a sudden, the first episode, he's centralized it with yeah. the kids. And, and it shows which him. Which is awesome. Almost vulnerable, you know, because he, he's he's wrestling with what's coming. You're right. Oh, yeah. At the very beginning when he's yep. praying. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I noticed that he, uh, so often we tend to forget that Jesus didn't have electricity, didn't have indoor plumbing, 
Didn't have a lot of the amenities of life. He's camping out in the wilderness. He's alone. He's having to start his own fire. I imagine like if I was Jesus, I'd probably cheat a little bit. Yeah, and like, fire. <laughs> and, but it shows him, you know, and, and it just really grounds this person that we have read so much about in history and has almost, I mean, would you say he's been elevated to superhuman status, superhuman status. Thank you for that, Travis. Yeah. But he was made a little lower than the angels. He came in the form of man. Right. He suffered like God we suffered. Yep. He he knew what it was like to spend time in the cold nights or to go hungry or have to search for food. Um, well, you know, the kids that, asked him, said, uh, how do you get food? And he said, well, I have to make stuff and trade it. I have to trade it. You don't think, you know, our, our Bible don't give us that snapshot of Jesus, the humility of the human side of him. He still had to eat. You know, no. what did that was the first thing devil tempted him with in the wilderness? Food. And, and you know, in this episode, he said he likes bread. He likes <laughs> yeah. bread. Really like bread. <laughs> or lack of sleep. You know, the, when the kids exactly. came to wake yep. him up and he said, Could, I not have just Could you not just go minutes. 30 more minutes? <laughs> yeah, 30 more. What I love about The Chosen is that it's made me realize that he was one of us. That oh, yeah. is exactly right. And it's, it's done a really good job of that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the disciples. Yeah. They were so human. The same thing as the Bible comes up. You almost come and say they're superhuman. But you know what? They're just like us. They had the same questions we did. Struggle the same stuff. Oh yeah. Cheats. Cheaters, dishonest. Yeah. You know. Or they had their own insecurities. Yep. Their own agenda. They had problems with their family. Argued yep. with their wives. Argued yep. with yep. argued with each other. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So episode three, it's mainly about the children. I think that's even the episode titled Jesus Loves the Little Children. Matthew chapter 18, verse number three, Jesus says, unless you become like a child, have a childlike faith, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. So often, as a man, as a father, we as dads or men, we feel as if the children, they'll understand if we have more adult things to do. Would you guys agree? Yep. Mm-hmm. I know there's so many times that I've brushed my kids off, and I hate to even admit that, but I have because I felt like Dad had more important things to do. And today, while I'm home and I'm getting prepped for the episode today and doing some other things, the boys come and say, Hey, Dad, will you come to our room? We're going to have a dunk contest, and we want you to be the judge. And I really, in my, I thought to myself, I don't have time for this. And how good can the dunk contest be with two little white boys, <laughs> you know, in a, but I said, absolutely. son, I'd love to, because this episode, watching this episode was one of those things. And, and that's one, like I've read scripture guys. I've read through the Bible many, many times, but when you get a fresh perspective And you keep it on the forefront of your mind. And that's what I want to encourage people to abide in the presence of the Lord. As often as you can, find media or content that can keep your mind focused on the Lord. Because what you find is the things that were important to Christ will become important to you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And children, kids, 
are very important to God. So, Paul, uh, what was one of the surprises for this episode? What's something that really surprised you, or what did you find interesting about this episode? Uh, I, I really liked, I think it was like almost the second scene where they're, She's she's gone out and she's found his his where his camp where he's camping and she picked the fig up and didn't eat it you know and left and uh, children are so you know they're they're kids but they're honest you know and and uh, her honesty wouldn't let her take the food and steal so she goes back and they're having dinner and what really stuck out to me was the the mom and dad the mom was get, trying to get the dad to go take care of something after work the next day. And he was like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And, and she stays on him and it's like, we are, we just don't have time. We're so busy and we're pulled and stretched and everything. And all the little girl could do was, was wonder and, and try to make a way to get back to where Jesus was at the next day. And I thought that was probably out of the whole episode. Just that stuck out the most to me that, that we are too busy and we make so many excuses and, and the child was like, I got to do what I got to do to get back there. So, Randy, after the little girl, is her name Abigail? Yes. After the little girl, um, after she comes to see Jesus or she's intrigued by that, she brings her friend back. That's where I was going to go with it. She yeah. brings her friend back, and they're kind of spying on him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but tell us a little bit about that scene right there. Because she, she brings her friend back, and then something else happens. Well, I mean, that's how we should be. When we find Jesus, what should we do? Go find our friend and bring him and go, hey, I found somebody. Check this out. But it skips red. Yeah. You know, they did the same thing. They spied on him for a little bit, and they came back and told more friends, hey, you got to come see this guy. Yeah. you got to come see him. Mm-hmm. Which, in watching it, I'm like, that's a microcosm of what we should be doing as, as, a, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. We found Jesus. Go find your friend that doesn't know him and say, come here. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it. Yep. That that that's the. It was the gospel played out with little kids. So we see Jesus, and these kids are intrigued by him. One comes, two comes, and next thing you know, there's a whole bunch of them. And they're. Have you guys ever noticed that kids are like that around adults? Mm-hmm. If you show a child a, just a little bit of attention, they'll they gravitate to oh, you. Oh yeah. And Travis, all these kids come, and before too long, what does Jesus have them doing? He has them, well, he's teaching them for one thing. They become his students. Mm-hmm. And then he has them working and helping him. He's got them Getting them involved. Yeah. Yep. He says, if you're going to stay here. <clears throat> you're going to have to earn your keep. Basically. We got work. And, and think about that. Yep. Think about believers. Yep. Right? You want to be a follower of Christ? There's work to do. Well, Paul, <laughs> yep, there is. Paul brought up a great point about kids and what Jesus did. Fortunately, Jesus said, you know, you got to be careful. He told that little, told Abigail, you got to be careful being out alone. There's a lot of bad people out here, but I'm not bad. So fortunately, this was a good scenario that mm-hmm. she was out. But kids are going to find somebody that's going to pay attention to them. Yeah. And this day and age, like you said, us as parents, I remember when I was a parent working, you know, my kids still found somebody that was going to pay attention to them. You know, fortunately, we're blessed with a great youth pastor and, and youth group where, you know, you notice Brad and Paul, kids just flock to them because kids feel valued. Agreed. Jesus yep. made these children feel valued. In a, You know, the Word tells us in a whole crowd of people, the disciples were going to shoo the children away like, like adults do. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Suffer not the little children to come mm-hmm. to me. And this episode really... I mean, I'm glad they dedicated the whole hammered episode. Hammered at home. Hammered at home. Just yeah. Jesus and kids, really. And like I, like I said in Sunday school, 
Jesus showed that he loved children, both born and unborn. And he prioritized them as part of his ministry. And I believe he had children following him along with the adults. It's just at that time, they weren't going to write about those things. But but I believe there was a following of kids yeah. where he went. So there was another section. Um, Jesus had these kids singing with him. Mm-hmm. And then he asked them about this prayer called the Shema. I had never heard of a prayer referenced like that. But it was basically out of Deuteronomy chapter number six. And this was common for Jewish people to say this prayer in their rising up and in their going down or as they woke up in the morning or as they went to sleep. And it was, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And you know, Jesus, when one of the Pharisees asked him, he said, what's the greatest commandment? What does Jesus say? Mm-hmm. Love the it's Lord your God yep. with all your heart, your soul, and your strength. Yep. And he said, the second is love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, on these two hang all of the commandments. You know, and, and he's teaching that to these kids, and he's getting these kids to rehearse this. And I thought to myself, teaching kids the importance of Bible memorization and the Tennessee Baptist convention um, recently done a study on churches that are growing right now. And one of the common themes of these growing churches was that they went after the next generation unapologetically and guys at our church, we are so blessed with kids right now. We've got kids just coming out of the woodworks But we, I mean, as leaders in our church, we need to make sure that we are going after that next gen. Oh, yeah. Going after those kids unapologetically, loving them, showing them the the love of Christ or showing them a place where they can be loved and accepted. But that's what Jesus was doing with these kids. He was having fun. He was was teaching. He was having fun. They were singing. They They were interacting, and it wasn't formal. It wasn't. This is how there's this church, you know, you got to do this. You got to, that showed the more human side of him is, you know, he's, he was part human. So he was having fun. So, I mean, as long as we follow his example, we'll be good. You know, Jesus plus something or Jesus mind, no, any of that. It's just Jesus. Jesus. That's right. So I guess you'd say coming towards the end of the episode, these kids are quizzing Jesus and they, asking him who he is who are you and i was wondering how jesus was going to respond to that but he was like you as you said travis he was becoming their teacher mm-hmm. and and i found myself doing this sometimes as a teacher you like leave little breadcrumbs yeah. and and you like you give some subtle clues and hope that some kid raises their hand and says oh and they shoot out the answer absolute great job and jesus quoted isaiah And Jesus also stood up in one of the tabernacles and shared this verse. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me out of Isaiah. You've anointed me to preach liberty unto the captives, to recovering of sight to the blind. The, the, what is it called? The relieve the oppressed, relieve the oppressed. And the, the, the day of the Lord is upon you. And Jesus says this. And one of these kids go, Isaiah, he says, absolutely, but 
Jesus has basically told them who he is. Scripture is being fulfilled, and mm-hmm. yeah. this prophecy is about me. I think maybe he even said, you may not understand this right away. Some of you understand it now. Some, yeah. You may not understand it right away, but one day you will. Again, so true. Love this episode, mm-hmm. episode three. Final thoughts on episode three? Yeah, I, was, I just kept thinking. I wonder, these kids, as they grow up, you know, in that time, you don't have a cell phone or a newspaper, or, you know, a news channel to watch to see what's going on. So in that remote area, did they know what was going on, you know, the next little bit? Yeah. And so as they grow up and realize that's who they were talking about, I saw it. I was in I was his, with him. I was with him. And yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be telling all their, as a grown-up, other friends, like, I know that guy. I was with him. They're like, yeah, I'm sure I could just play it out in my head of, how that's going to impact their lives, yeah, forever, and how that does to us. I mean, yeah, and like like I yeah, was saying awesome. earlier, you know, when one of the children asked him, said, "Are you dangerous?" Mm-hmm. He said, "I am to some." <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Revival. We'll be right back after these words. And now, the continuation of Chosen, Episodes 3 and 4, Truth Revival Style. Episode 4. Okay, episode 4. This episode was probably my most favorite up to this point. I haven't even watched 5, 6, 7, 8. So I'm coming into this relatively fresh. You know what's happened, Randy, beyond, but but I don't. Uh, and I usually say no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so so we're going to try to try to keep this confined to episode four. But episode four picks up where episode two leaves off with Peter looking over the Sea of Galilee. And again, the Romans were trying to find or capture Jewish men who were fishing on the Sabbath Mm -hmm. because this fish was being untaxed. It was tax free and they were doing it kind of shady and the Romans were trying to put a stop to it. And in order to do this, they kind of took, had Peter who was in tax trouble and he was basically, in order to get out of this tax debt, he was going to be a snitch on some of his own. Mm-hmm. And it shows him they're rowing out into the sea, and he notices something, uh, an, an, an anchor or a tail or something that one of his fishing buddies had. And he could see him, and he steered the Romans away from capturing them, sent them right on a sandbar. And the centurion realized what Peter was doing, got him ashore, and he held a sword to his ear, and he cut his ear. And I felt like that was just a little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I tried to remember that guy's face because I thought, and this thing's supposed to go for like, what, seven seasons? Mm-hmm. So we, we might see that guy again. Yeah. And, you know, this is this may be the guy that, 
Peter lops his ear off. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> you know, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I thought this was a little bit of foreshadowing. I got to remember this guy. After after that, you know, uh, let's see here. I, I don't want to totally recap the whole episode, but uh, Travis, what was one of the things that you found interesting about episode four? Well, when it come time <clears throat> for Peter to, you know, the, the name of that episode, I think was On This Rock or something. I forget how mm-hmm. it's On This Rock yeah. or something. But uh, Peter was down to the where he was going to do the very act of uh, turning in all all the people that done the same trade he did, fishermen, and be a, a coward about it, and he couldn't do it at the end. So, you know, God's seen that in Peter, that when it come down, he couldn't do that to his own people. He loved them too much. Mm-hmm. And when he found that net bobber, and he immediately, that would have been his chance to say, there they are, what'd he do? Yep. Go the other way. And then when he... Met with the fisherman and had the guts to tell him what, what, what he was going to do. Uh, that took some some guts. Well, he was just and, and and the guys he was meeting with was there was an older man and his name was I think it was Zebedee. Zebedee, Zebedee. Yeah, yeah. And his two sons, John and James. James and John. Yeah, yeah. I just those little subtle details yep. because like Zebedee is not really mentioned a whole lot in the New Testament. You only hear about James and John. The sons of Zebedee. Sons of Thunder. Or the sons of Thunder, you know, which their dad is kind of a man's man. But he's saying, uh, you know, Peter, thank you for what you've done, but I can't help you get out of this predicament that you're in. Yeah, he was trying to get them to turn over their catch to to make it look like he caught them. And so that he could get out of his tax debt, they get out of theirs, and he goes, look, I've, I've squashed it. Washed my hands we called them. They're good. They're not going to do it anymore, and they can go on. <laughs> oh, but they were like, no. But can you imagine the anxiety <laughs> level of Peter? He's been lying to his wife. He's been dishonest about some things. He's been holding in. There was a time in my life whenever I was like that a lot. It is so hard to live that double lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Would you men agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. It is so hard to withhold truths from people that you love. And I'm sure that Peter thought that he was doing some things to protect his wife. And, and I, as men, we try to do things like that to protect our family. Like We don't want to burden our children with talking about finances. Mm-hmm. Kids don't need to know that sort of thing. Or, you know, we don't want to burden our children with if we're having trouble at our job we don't want to talk about that sort of thing with our kids well that's one thing but living a lie and manipulating someone that you care about like your spouse that's not good you ought to be truthful with your spouse and i mean i i guess there there might be some things that i don't share with Corey just because i don't want to burden her with it but 98% 98% of the things that's on my heart, she knows about. And when I lie to her, my nostrils flare. <laughs> and so she knows. That that's my tell. <laughs> like, I, I I don't have a very good poker face. But Peter finally breaks here. When he broke down, his wife, he had to break down to his wife. His wife said something to him, which was so true to us. Quit trying to do everything on your own. Just let God. Trust God. I like what she said. She goes, where's your faith, Ben? Yeah. 
So this didn't happen overnight. Yep. You Plus, didn't get you didn't get yourself in this mess. Over, where's we, your faith been, Peter? Gosh, and he, the look on his face was like, uh. Uh-uh. And, yeah. and Peter was so much like us until he got to that point where he had nowhere else to turn, fixing yeah. to lose everything. That's when he come clean. Yeah. That's when I come clean with God. Mm-hmm. I was at my wits yeah. end. Yeah. I always thinking I can handle it. Always, I can fix yeah, it. I'll, 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 I'm I'll on this ride. Yep, this, I got it. Living the time of my life. Yeah. I can fix it. Rope burning at both ends and. It's mm. us. It's crazy. Because, yeah, I mean, you could tell, because she said, you're not the man. This is not the man that I met. So yep, yep. so that that shows that at one point in time, he, he lived pretty honorable, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, he just kind of got kind of got lost in it, you know. And, and I like the fact, uh, she said, where's your faith? And he said, well, it's impossible in one night. And she goes, I'm not talking about one night, you know. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm talking about from, from days gone by. Well, you know, wh- where's the man that I met? Where's the man that used to, to love celebrating the Lord? Where's the man that I, that I knew yep. that loved to celebrate the Shabbat and do all these things? And, uh, man, he was a wreck. I, yeah, it was awful. Poor but, guy. But it was possible in one night. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. With God. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was like, it's not possible. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was. And I love how they introduced uh, Eden, his wife's mom, as being sick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right at the, he had all this coming in, fixing to lose his house, his everything, and then his mother-in-law's moving in with him with a deathly illness, sounded like. Spitting Which, again, she might have had coronavirus. That could have been. It could have been, been COVID. <laughs> they weren't wearing masks. I know. They weren't. No. She wasn't vaccinated. So. But, again, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and thinking, Jesus is going to heal it. Yep, yeah. Here it comes. There's something, but but right now though, he's he's being overwhelmed by all this stuff, and as Peter is contemplating his next step, he resigns himself to the fact that he's not going to be able to pay off this debt. He's not going to be able to satisfy his deal with Quintus. Which you guys were also talking about this interaction between Quintus and Matthew. So who wants to talk about that real quick? Matthew was so rejected by his own people that he couldn't find a place in life, I believe. And it's, it was it's probably a very accurate statement. And he was a tax collector, collector hated by his own people. And Quintus seen a gift in him, but Quintus wanted to exploit that for his own cause. But Matthew didn't care. He was paying attention to Matthew and appreciating him for what he could offer. For the first time, Matthew felt valued, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important to note that if we don't value people, somebody will. He said that he was hated worse than the Romans. Worse than the Romans. Because obviously the Romans occupied their their promised land, their homeland. Rome had conquered them. And they were not able to live by their own rules. They were having to live by the rules that Rome allowed them to do, but also Roman laws. Well, he also said and you were born Roman. You were born. I chose, chose this life. Yeah. He to chose to be a tax collector, so yes. he was he was very hated. Yep. So Matthew is being given a mission, yep. which is to do what? Spy on Peter. Which I think introduces that turmoil or that conflict between Matthew and Peter. And I think it's really cool. Like, starts right here. Yeah. He's not a very good spy at all. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not a good spy no. at all. I'm going to play It's this. almost like your kid's playing hide and seek. Yeah. When you've yeah, you got to kind of play with them to know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to play this little scene right here. This is um, Peter's at his wit's end, 
and he's looks like he's preparing for something. He don't know what else to do, and so and we we also also see this in scripture. Times when Peter doesn't know where else to turn, he just goes back to doing what he knew. What do. he knew, he what, was good what at. He was yeah. comfortable. Where he was comfortable. What he was comfortable yeah. doing. Comfort zone, and yeah. again, that's us. But he's getting prepared for a fishing trip, and uh, I want you to hear this interaction between Peter and his brother Andrew right here. It's happened. It's happened. Son. What are you talking about? Did you run all the way from Jerusalem? We're saved. <laughs> We're saved. I saw him with my own eyes. Who? It was incredible. Andrew, who did you see? The Lamb of God. He who takes away the sin of the world. Simon, we're standing by the Jordan, and John the Baptizer pointed at the man who was walking. Simon, are you listening? Yeah. Yeah, you're just not saying anything. <laughs> I saw the Messiah today. The men, all of us, including you, have been praying for our whole lives. That's a big deal right there. Don't you even care? Was he a big man? Big? No. Rich. No. So you didn't see him he could bear us out of this debt to Rome? Maybe, maybe he was a doctor. No. So he can't help with Eden's Zima, who's now living with us, Andrew. That's just... So pardon me if I'm not exactly jumping out of my sandals because creepy John pointed <laughs> at someone. Creepy John. Creepy John. You're scared. That scene right there, if you could just, I mean, because hopefully all of our listeners will go in and watch this, those actors portray such a great job because Andrew is, guys, can you imagine mm. 400 years of silence? There's no prophet, no new revelation. God is silent. We talked about Nicodemus. There's no healings. There's no miracles. And this coming from a people who have a rich tradition of experiencing great moves of God in silence. Plus, you know, the Pharisees, the, the common people had no hope. The Pharisees had made it almost impossible for the common person to be righteous. And plus they're being yeah. taxed to death. And they're being taxed, yeah, to death by the Romans. So the common people had nobody. So you can understand yeah. Andrew's joy. And here he says, I've seen him. I've seen the Messiah, and this would um, most likely come out of uh, Matthew chapter 3. Which, when you say but, that, you got to remember Matthew at this point is hiding in the trees. Watching. Writing all of this down. Yep. Yeah, Matthew was also, but, um, <laughs> and it's recorded in Matthew yeah. where um, Jesus uh, was baptized by John. John the Baptizer. Creepy <laughs> John. You know, he probably was a little creepy. Eating locusts and wild honey. Yeah. Dressed in camel fur. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Uh, guys, whenever I got to go to Israel, they told a story um, of, of, of when down in the Qumran area, which is where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, there was like a little uh, temple where 
I guess you would call them, you know, Jewish monks gathered, and they were going to prepare the way for the temple. There's records of a man named John who joined their ranks and was trained by them. One of the things that they specialized in there was making date honey. Mm. And there was a, a trough that, I mean, you see, and they walked you through this process, and dates is a very common fruit in that area. And they talked about how they would store rations of date honey. And there came, and, and, and all of these, these men, they, they memorized scripture and they, they, they wrote the, the, the Torah daily and they just prayed and they felt they were, they were going to prepare the way for the Messiah. Well, apparently there come a time in when John's life, whenever he felt led to go back to civilization, back to civilization, back to the Galilee, to the Jerusalem area. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And I thought, I always thought, well, where did he get honey from a, uh, from a, from a bee? And, but I thought to myself, well, you know, he might've got it from a beehive or whatever, but he also might've taken those rations of date honey. And that helped connect that story for me, but yeah, John was a wild man, and we we get to see him a little bit in this one. But could you imagine what Andrew would have seen? Would have been the presence of God descending like a dove on a Jesus and a voice, yeah. a voice. Four hundred years of silence, and when you hear a voice from the sky, like I'm sure, whenever God spoke, it wasn't like did did. Was that somebody? I'm sure it was like <laughs> the voice of thunder. Yeah. You know, like the, the Bible says he had, Jesus has a, a voice as the sound of many waters roaring, this is my beloved son. All who are in attendance would not have mistaken that as being like, what, what was that? So he comes back and he's like, Peter, I've seen him. This is the son of, this is the, uh, the son of God, the lamb, the, our Messiah. Of course, Peter is doubting what he normally, what he's good at. And uh, Peter's trying to rationalize and justify his position, and he goes fishing. That's all he knew what to do. That's what he said. That's all I know what to do. He was so down in the dumps. Yep, he's down in the dumps. What did he say? If they're going to come get me, just come get me doing what I love and what God put me here to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. He went on this big dialogue blaming God. If you're such a big God, why are you letting me do that? I've done that. Yep, we all have. I just argue with God, and you just feel totally justified. But uh, Matthew, it's really cool. Matthew, Peter, he, he was spying on Peter. Matthew, Peter found him. And Peter's like, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to try to pay off my debt. Matthew goes, we well, only got till Daylight. sunset. Yeah, or, yeah sunset. <laughs> or what was it? Sun, sunrise. 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 Yeah. And I started putting things together, and I thought, well, there's that scripture where Jesus Tells Peter, said, you know, go on out to the water. And Peter says, we fished all night. All night. We told all Didn't night. catch a thing. And I thought to myself, oh, this is about to happen. I've preached this sermon. <laughs> well, it does happen. You know, Peter's exhausted. And he his brother joins him. Sons of Zebedee, they, they join him. These guys are trying to help him out, you know. And no luck. Yep. Didn't all catch night. a single fish. I mean, nothing. 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 They finally, they finally uh, give up. Go to the shoreline. Jesus is there teaching uh, some of his followers. But who was in the middle? Do you know in the very middle? 
was yeah. Mary. Mary, yeah. I missed that. She yep. was in the very middle. She was in the very, very middle. middle. Yeah. Mm, keen eyes there. Yeah. And the other Simon was beside her. Yep. Wasn't that right? Yep. How about you guys? So, uh, what I noticed though was Andrew. Yeah, it's That's him. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? And like I expected him to like have you know have like his hands over his face, and be like, oh. But he kept his composure pretty good. And of course, Peter's like, what? What do you? Jesus says, "Can I borrow your boat?" I'm sure, teacher. I don't have time. I'm for busy. This. I'm busy. Yeah. yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, and Jesus says, I've got something for you. And he shares some parables with these guys, tells Peter, you know, go on out and cast your net in the water. And Peter's like, you don't understand. He goes, just trust me. And he heaps, you know, brings in a catch. Yeah, but when he first throws it out and nothing happens, Peter goes, eh. And Jesus goes, eh. And then the boat tips. And then the boat tips. <laughs> The actor who portrays Jesus, I was just crying in that scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this guy was conveying such emotion. Didn't hardly even say a word through all that scene. But it's like tears of joy that he's getting to see Peter's faith restored. And you know something, men? When we see broken people, we should demonstrate love unto them. And when their faith is restored and when they come to Christ, it ought to bring joy in our hearts. And that's something that the Lord's really been burdening me with here lately. I think too many times we write people off as being finished or being done. You've never gone too far for God. So you said something earlier before we started this episode that you don't want to spoil it for everybody going forward, you know. And I think this is how powerful this is. This is happening. You know exactly if you've read the Bible. Yeah, you know. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. And it still tears you up, and, and you're blows just bawling, you away. Yeah, crying un- uncontrollably. You're wrecked. And you know what's coming. You still. I mean, it still just grabs a hold of you, which is. I'm, I, it continues. I, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody else, but as the episodes go, you're going to do the exact same you, thing. Like, you, I know what's coming. Oh, I'm down. Still, wrecked. Yeah. yeah, it's over. You know, and yeah. the the sheer joy on Jesus's face when Peter obeyed him, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was so t- I was sitting there thinking, my God, that's the look on his face when I obey. Him. Hallelujah <laughs> yeah. to the Lamb of God. You know, <laughs> yep. so when we obey him, it brings such joy, and and he's like. Told you so. I get, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like when we when we have a kid that we teach on the basketball team and they can't get it right. And they can't, and they finally get it right. You're just like, praise God, you got yes. it, you know. And and it was just so awesome. And then Matthew comes stumbling, you know, he's over there snuck up on the beach, you know, doing this little writing. <laughs> and he he comes down and he's talking to Zebedee and it's mathematically impossible. <laughs> he goes, it's it's impossible. It's impossible. But that seeing that. Drew him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drew him. And, and in the next, is it the same episode? Or next the, episode. I'm going to yeah, hush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I about said the same thing. <laughs> I haven't got there yet, guys. But when Peter clambers out of the boat and That's bows it. at Jesus. Let, like me, let, me, let me play that scene, Travis. Yeah. That's good. My brother and the baptizer. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. 
Depart from me. I am a sinful man. He's you repenting don't know who right I am here. The things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, how sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. Hmm. <laughs> what do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. You know, that scene right there. <laughs> I got cold chills. Yeah. If anybody else could be in this room right now, we're all just about in tears and people just checking their arms and because I can just feel the Holy Spirit in that. What a sincere moment where here was a man who had been, who had painted himself into a corner. And guys, I think a lot of times we wonder, why are you allowing this to happen, God? Why are you allowing me to go through this? Look at Peter. Everything that we experience in life is always meant to draw us closer to Christ, closer to God. It's to get us to that point where we have nowhere else to go but up to him. Total to, dependence. That's it. That's it. I mean, follow me. As long as we have a little sliver of hope that we can do it. Yeah. As humans, we're going to go, oh, I can do it. I mean, especially men. I, I got, I got, got this. this. He said, but you got to get to the point where I, I can, ruh, I'm ruh, done. Ruh, ruh, ruh. Yeah, exactly. I'm he done. said, <laughs> we've waited for so long. He summed it up. It's, this isn't a complicated process. Follow me. That's it. If you just follow him, that's it. Is it going to be easy? No, he says it's not going to be easy. Well, see, and I, even, I even thought about Peter. Because Peter says, I'll follow you anywhere. I'll go with you even into death. And Jesus said, There's hey, another you're going to deny me foreshadowing three times <laughs> for the cock. And I felt like that's kind of what the church kind of did during this COVID era yep. is we caved to fear. Now, granted, we kept, it was like church was under underground church, online church. We didn't meet together. So I don't want to say that we just totally caved, but, you know, it's it's hard to, to express how I really feel about that because we're keeping people safe, but the ministry, the we weren't able to really serve the body through that time. But Peter doubted. And it was even after that, Jesus still showed him mercy, showed him love. And during this, it's interesting, Jesus never really brings up Peter's faults. He only tells him what's next. And, and, and I kept waiting for Jesus to say, you know, you're going to, Follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. And he, he eventually says that when he's like, follow me, Peter. And Peter's like, what are we going to do? He's like, well, you're going to become a fisher for men. Guys, that is such a powerful statement. Peter was an expert at what he did. He was very good at, at fishing. And he Jesus gave this analogy. He said, you're going to catch fish of all kinds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said, you just catch them. Let me sort them out. I'll sort, let, them, I'll sort let, them out. Let me sort them out. So that was a. Uh, but that right there is that's grace right there. Shell yeah, right there. It's grace. Is it, did did 
Peter deserved mm-hmm. didn't deserve yeah. any of that. And yeah. the craziest thing about it was, as soon as they're walking up the beach, Peter was like, "Hey, man, you, we can, can we do this. Again? Do that one more time. Can we just do that? Just we one more time. Get a little bit of money. We'll cash in. We can make a lot right there. Yeah, we can make just one more time. And then he goes, "I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, he wasn't. No, yeah, and even in the midst." Of, of God forgiving him, of, of showing him grace and mercy, that flesh still tries to rise up. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you how powerful God is. Hey, look, I know that's that's your nature, from the, but I've, I'm here. I got yeah. you. Follow mm-hmm. follow me. And, and You know, and, Pete, and uh, Jesus tried everyone in the world to humble Peter. He said, Peter, Satan's desire to sift you like wheat. Telling him, Peter still. Yeah. That, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yes, Jesus would go on to say, "Upon this rock, I will build my church." And one of the one of the guys said something about Peter. He said, "You just have a, a natural ability with people. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. a, he has a gift with people. We all have spiritual gifts, but Peter's gift was communication well, and he, with people. And he was a man's man. He's I a mean, man's man. Yeah. He wasn't a details man. Mm-mm. Matthew was probably Matthew the details detail. man. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, and if you go back and read Matthew, how it starts out, there are so much. De- I mean. List the genealogy from Adam. All yeah, I mean, the there's yeah. a lot of detail from the get go in Matthew, and like, after you read, you're like, you know, I could kind of see, probably see that that yeah. he's that kind of way, where mm-hmm. it's very detail oriented, yes. and you know, I think it's also cool the uh, the sons of Zebedee, James and John. Jesus says, "You too, come on, <laughs> yeah. you too." Jesus saw some admirable traits in them as well. And what does Dad say? They asked him, is that, is that okay? We're going to be late for supper. Is that- my Ema, you know, what, what are you going to tell her? What am I going to tell her? The guy we've been asking for for 400 years just He's asked here. me to follow him. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, you better go. <laughs> so episode four, really good. Closing thoughts, guys. This was one of my favorite ones, too. I mean, yeah. even I yeah. know I've seen them all. This is this is kind of where the really the hook set in for me yeah. was, it was this episode. When that net filled with fish. Oh, I lost it. Even watching it the third time, knowing it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just oh, I love it. Jesus waiting there. And I have water from the Sea of Galilee. We ate at a small restaurant right on the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. They cooked that fish that was caught fresh that day and of course i couldn't eat it because it still had the scales on it and the eye was looking at you (laughs) you know i just couldn't do it and i think i had chicken or something you know but it was like this is the type of fish that they most likely would have caught this is the place where this would have happened and so while i'm watching this it's just like the word of god coming alive to me and if you're a student of the bible this show does a very good job mm-hmm. of making scripture come alive. Yes. Okay, it does. Yeah, it's amazing how they're tying everything together and I'm, setting the stage for the future. <laughs> okay. Okay. And there's one more thing too, that, that, that I close out the episode here. We got just a few minutes left. Nicodemus. Yeah. Nicodemus hears about the baptizer. Mm-hmm. They start calling him. Well, you he, know, Nicodemus's heart is pricked. Yeah, from he's he's struggling. Something stirring he's, inside something, of Nicodemus. The Holy Spirit, he's fighting. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting hard. Yeah, and the Sadducees and they, and don't like it. Really, they sh- can see it. And not Schmiel, but Schmiel's helper comes and tells him that John the Baptist has been put in, put in jail. 
Oh, well, I got to go see this baptizer. I like know? it because Nicodemus is like, uh, is he breaking any of the Sanhedrin's <laughs> laws? They're like, well, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just saying, he actually made a list and went to uh, Herod and told, said all the things that Herod's doing wrong. And Nicodemus is like, oh, so this guy don't care. <laughs> this guy has no real so. <laughs> yeah, it appears that anything in his tradition, he's speaking against it, you know. <laughs> the baptizer. The baptizer. You know? Creepy, creepy John. Creepy John. I think it's funny with Nicodemus, He, his main focus if you've noticed up to now, every time he asks about Jesus, he wants to know about the miracles. Because he asked about, did John say anything about healing somebody? Yeah, or miracles. Or, yeah, or you know, did he perform a miracle? Yeah, he, he keeps. That was it. He, did he perform a miracle? Because that's what he's relating Jesus to. He's trying to figure out who that person was yeah. that healed Mary. Well, but yeah, that's healed Mary. The, but that, see, yeah. that's their history, though. Yeah. The, the children of Israel were all about miracles, signs, and wonders. See it. Signs and wonders. That's how God was going to sh- show Paul himself. said in Romans, you know, the Gentiles seek a sign. The Jews seek a sign. Jew, yeah, the Jews seek a sign. And but that, you know, that possession of Mary really messed with Nicodemus. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that wrecked his I mean, that, world. That's what yep. started this inner turmoil going on with him. And it continues on, I would assume, the next two episodes. I think that's yeah, when it is. Yeah, you catch episode, a snapshot when Nicodemus goes and questions uh, John the Baptist, and he said, "Do you did you see any miracles?" And and John says, ah, "Well, you get to see in episode six what this is leading up." Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if awesome. you remember in the Bible, when John got put in prison, John said, "Was well, this Jesus, or shall we seek another?" Because he wasn't sure. You know, the human side of John was coming out, and this. I feel like myself, some of you other guys, is playing on that part of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And then when John gets confirmation through Nicodemus, his spirit just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Well, nice. Yeah. Look forward to that. Paul, close us out here. Wrap us up, bud. I, I was thinking about the scene in the, uh, in the prison, and he was asking him where he's from, and he just named off every tribe. You know, and he's like, he's like, Nicodemus, he's coming for you. Mm. Yeah, I like it. That's gonna do it. Episode nine, season one, Truth Revival. We're out of here. Be sure to like and share this episode. Follow us on Facebook, Truth Revival three seven three eight five. Y'all have a great day.